how do you ensure that um, your different parts are interconnected and work uh, and benefit from um, that uh, interconnection and that that kind of clustering effect? And that that I think is is is. Uh, one of the reasons why the, the Innovation Super Network exists and why it's really interesting to look at um, how we support innovation from an innovation ecosystem lens. Hello, and welcome to UmiCast, a podcast about business and entrepreneurship. This conversation is the third installment from our special innovation series we're producing in collaboration with the Innovation Super Network, which is an organization that exists to connect businesses with the opportunities, finance and support they need to innovate and grow. I would recommend checking out the first two episodes of the series, which were covering the innovation funding gap and mission-led innovation as a bit of a prelude to this conversation, which is all about building innovation ecosystems. And I was delighted to be joined by Estelle Blanks, who is the Chief Executive of Innovation Super Network for this one, for a wide-ranging chat about how robust innovation ecosystems can be big catalysts for economic growth and regeneration. Two things which Estelle is very passionate about, having worked in the regional development sector in the Northeast since she moved here from her native France in the late 1990s. Estelle and I also discussed the Northeast strengths in terms of nurturing innovation ecosystems, looking at key areas such as healthcare, life sciences, clean technology and offshore energy, as well as the challenges facing the region from the point of view of sustaining a healthy innovation pipeline. We did have some audio issues during the recording of this conversation, unfortunately, so please do bear with us from around the 20-minute mark as the the audio quality can be quite limited at times. That aside, though, this is definitely not a conversation to be missed. Estelle is a central figure of the Northeast's innovation landscape and someone who is incredibly passionate about helping companies, whatever their stage, size or sector, to reach their full potential. So without further ado, this is Estelle Blanks on building innovation ecosystems. Okay, well, welcome to the podcast, Estelle, and uh, thanks so much for doing this. It's been uh, really interesting, actually, exploring all these innovation themes with with you and the team, and obviously looking forward to taking that a step further today. So, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And I know the the subject of today's conversation is really around kind of ecosystem building, uh, but I think it would be quite instructive to just talk a little bit more about uh, you and your background. And I know you came to the Northeast sort of like 25 years ago now, so that, that probably seems like quite a, quite a while ago, but yeah, just yeah. sort of talk me through what you were doing before you started with uh, Innovation Super Network and how you became sort of interested in innovation, I suppose. Yes, yeah, so you're right. It's uh, 25 years, almost, uh, yeah, almost to the months that uh, I moved to the UK and to Newcastle to uh, study Newcastle University. Um, and uh, one of the things I uh, developed very quickly is obviously a passion for the region and a genuine love for, for the region and uh, the people who, who live here and work here. Um, and I was very lucky uh, in my um, master's degree to to meet a lot of people who are really interested in entrepreneurship and also in regional d- economic development. Um, so I decided at the time to, to do um, more research on the role of entrepreneurship and innovation. 
to, um, uh, you know, in original economic development. And um, my master's dissertation was actually about uh, whether entrepreneurs are born or made. Ah, um, okay. So it was already about looking at what is the the, the, the environment um, that is best suited for, for an entrepreneur. Um, you know, what are the attributes that people need to have, but also the environment that they need to evolve in that is more, more conducive to, um, to them uh, started starting businesses uh, and it was the, the start really for me of um, of my interest um, in that I suppose I, I grew up in quite an entrepreneurial family um, so I've always had an interest in in business and um, uh, you know in people uh, running businesses as well um, but really the, the, what I was able to do when I moved here is combine you know a real genuine interest in uh, the northeast of England as, as a place uh, to, to be and um, an interest in entrepreneurship and innovation and, and that that's that's where it started and from there really I, I started working in the region I, I was given some really interesting opportunities um, uh, to work on um, some strategic alliances that um, the region had made at the time with uh, one of the Europe's largest science and technology parks um, and uh, really looking at what makes the, a place a good place to be for, for people on entrepreneurs and for successful ideas and innovation to flourish and grow. Um, and I looked at, you know, a lot of places in the world uh, and in Europe um, as to, you know, how people were going about this and how might this help um, in, in the Northeast. So that was the kind of early stages of my career um, and um, then moved on to um, uh, larger initiatives like Newcastle Science City, which is, is all about placemaking. We're sitting here um, today in the, the Helix site, uh, which uh, was born out of, of, of that concept. Um, and um, yeah, so 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 it was you know it's kind of that evolution of um, working in uh, innovation and the role of innovation to develop uh, regenerate a place uh, like the northeast. Um, I was also really lucky to to lead um, and work uh, with the team that developed the the, the second round of um, uh, publicly backed funds in the northeast uh, that are now. Called Called the Northeast Funds, okay. and looking at the role of access to finance um, in supporting um, uh, innovation and uh, entrepreneurship in the region, and then um, it's around that time that uh, um, uh, Simon Green and myself started um, the Innovation Super Network um, back in 2016. Ah, okay. So, so it was you and Simon that actually start. I didn't know that. So you guys sort of started this. You were seeing that there was opportunities, like you say, around access to finance and other things happening. And, and you kind of formalized yeah. uh, some of the work that you were already doing with Simon to create Innovation Super That's Network. Right. So in uh, with Newcastle Science City, we had worked with, um, it had a different name at the time, but we had worked with Innovation.
Innovate UK to create an innovation festival in the region and bring a lot of the key players in the region who were interested or doing innovation um, around the table to create a, a celebration festival of innovation, which then became VentureFest Northeast. Ah, okay. And around VentureFest Northeast, um, uh, we worked with uh, the Northeast Local Enterprise Partnership, who identified a need for a network of network, a super network to bring all of these innovation assets together. And this is how the Innovation Super Network was born, really, as a combination of, um, you know, these things coming together. Um, uh, and as I said, that was back in, in 2016 and uh, been a director of the Innovation Super Network ever since and uh, uh, CEO since April last year. Yeah. So, so how's that kind of transition been then? Obviously, I know if you've worked very closely with, with, with Simon, who was, who was chief exec previously, right? So how have you, um, how have you found that? Has it, have you sort of, um, just continued along the path that you were already on? Have you started doing different things and, and yeah, just what, what has, what has it been like, obviously, um, kind of taking up that ultimate responsibility for the organization? It's been fun, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, learning every day. I think is is the the, the real answer. Yeah. It's a, it's an ongoing journey, um, and I think when when you become the, the kind of um, leading figure of a business, uh, with that comes you know that 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 huge uh, responsibility, uh, you yeah. know, to 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 the team and and to the organization and the brand. We have a really good brand with the Innovation Super Network, and it's you know how do we ensure that that uh, is as impactful as possible. Um, so yeah, it's it's been uh, it's a learning every day, and it's been very busy, but in a positive way. So um, we, um, you know, we were already on a trajectory of change and growth, but uh, we've almost doubled in size in terms of people and turnover wow. uh, since that time. Um, some of it as a sign of our the the environment and the industry that we're in, if you like, um, but also uh, very much um, the the result of this multi-talented uh, team that, that uh, we've got and you've already spoken to um, uh, two of them you know with, with Jordan Darg and um, uh, Sarah Cox uh, yeah. on this podcast and that that's really what um, what the focus has been on is uh, you know recognizing the huge talent that uh, we have in the team and and exploring opportunities through through that talent and all also for me, um, really focused on our, our aim to be um, collaborative and really engage, um, you know, um, the network and all the partners that are working with us to support innovation in the region. So really it's been about reaffirming um, uh, the, the, the role of the Innovation Super Network in supporting innovation, but also really focusing on uh, what does that mean in terms of growth and impact in the region and focusing more on, um, you know, sustainable innovation and also uh, very much inclusive innovation mm. as well. And that's that's been um, a, a massive priority uh, for me um, to, to kind of do uh, what we're here to do. And I would say, you know, this is the Innovation Super Network is, um, you know, it's born out of a need to really transform um, the way that the region um, uh, grows 
um, and you know uh, sustainably um, through innovation, um, and you know that transformative role is is I think part of what we're here to talk about today. Of course, it's it's about you know the environment that we're here to 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 create uh, to generate um, change um, to to ensure that um, innovation. Um, you know, the, the fantastic talent and innovation that we've got in the region is recognized and that we build on, on that um, capacity in order to have a, a sustainable impact on our society. And that, that's really what, what, what um, drives me and gets, certainly what gets me out of, uh, of bed every morning is, is, is trying to be part of the story that's injecting that dynamism in, in the region to, to, to make a, a difference um, and okay. work with people to do that. Yeah, yeah, really, really interesting to hear how so much of, of what Innovation Super Network does is around this uh, partnership working and, and collaboration and, and things like that, which I think is, um, is, is really is really why today we're talking about innovation ecosystems, right? And 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 uh, and how you guys are helping to to build those in the northeast, um, which I think we'll we'll come on to. But yeah, I think for anybody who hasn't really come across that term before in terms of innovation ecosystem uh, and and what that is and what that looks like yeah can you just sort of define that as a as a term for us and then i think we can sort of explore yeah. a little bit further you're quite right i think uh, uh innovations ecos- innovation ecosystem can sound a little bit jargonistic and um uh it does deserve an explanation and first of all i, I should say um i'm not you know we're not the only one here using that terminology it's actually in the uk innovation strategy uh, which uh, says that um, one of the aims is to create the world's best innovation ecosystem um, uh, so you know it is it is a terminology that that's used quite a lot okay. uh, uh, but um, you know basically I like to start with where it comes from you know where the analogy comes from and and that's from um, you know the, the kind of biology uh, analogy of uh, basically, uh, support uh, the, the kind of biological community of interacting organisms in their physical environment. That, that's uh, what an yeah. ecosystem is. Yeah, of course. Um, that kind of uh, chain of communication or interaction between living organisms. That that's basically what um, what the original kind of terminology of ecosystem is, and. If you think about it in that way, and certainly in the, the kind of biological way, I think it's a, it's a beautiful analogy because it, it recognizes that in order to thrive, um, you know, uh, uh, things, individuals or organizations need to be interconnected and they need to be growing in an environment that is suitable uh, for them. And um, there's also this notion of life cycle uh, in, in, in the, the kind of um, ecosystem, so it's also it's to sustain life, but also uh, create a biomass for organic matter 
and a kind of recycling of yeah, that. Yeah, and which is similar to like the, the business cycle, if you guess, and exactly how that produces right. yes. like innovation, spurs more innovation, right? Yes, yes. And that, that's, that's, that's why. So therefore, it's not just about injecting um, efforts for, for growth, for growth's sake. It's about looking at uh, the, the sustainable growth. And that, that, that's something that I really like about the innovation ecosystem. But f- at first, and I think what, what we're really here to talk Talk about is how do you ensure that um, your different parts are interconnected and work uh, and benefit from um, that uh, interconnection and that that kind of clustering effect and that that I think is is is. Uh, one of the reasons why the, the innovation super network exists and why it's really interesting to look at um, how we support innovation from an innovation ecosystem lens and analogy. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, in in terms of what that looks like, then just kind of the stakeholders that need to be involved to sort of create or, or foster or nurture an innovation ecosystem. You know, I'm imagining it's 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 obviously the kind of private sector, public sector, you know, academic yeah. institutions, things like that. But yeah, just just give me a flavor, I think, of of you know it, you know, just in that biological analogy, it's like lots of different types of things that that come together to create this. Yeah. Um, how does that kind of look in terms of uh, in in terms of business? Yeah. So if you if you Google innovation ecosystem, you'll probably get lots of very fancy graphs and diagrams that uh, basically generally uh, list a number of um, of key players that uh, you know form part of an innovation ecosystem. Mm. Um, people and entrepreneurs, businesses, you know, are yeah are the you know a key part of of the ecosystem. Alongside that, you need um, uh, government and um, uh, kind of public authorities, the regulatory systems, the, um, the the people who make policies and and, and decisions like that. Then you're looking at um, academia and research and uh, knowledge and knowledge exchange. Um, so uh, academic institutions, universities, research centers form part of, of your ecosystem. Then you need to think about capital and um, the injection of cash and funders uh, and investors that uh, also feed um, uh, you know, and are a key part of that ecosystem. You also think about people, consumers, users, citizens, um, uh, and and, you know, the, the kind of ultimate customers and, and beneficiaries uh, of um, innovation. Um, so it's really quite all-encompassing, right? It is. Yeah. It's, it's basically, if you start thinking about it in, in business terms, you know, these are the, the, the kind of um, uh, key components of, of, of an ecosystem and the, the organizations that, that really ought to, to work well together to make this um, uh, as uh, effective as possible uh, for for businesses and innovation and regeneration to happen. Right, yeah. I mean, I think that was the, the next kind of point to come on to, you know. I mean, if these innovation ecosystems are in place, sort of in your experience, like how much of an impact can that have on the business community? And obviously we're all working towards this goal of, you know, sustainable, inclusive economic growth. And and, and I guess how central do you think these ecosystems being in place are to those kind of wider aims that we all 
kind of have for the for the region yeah. at, at large. Yeah, basically, um, the, the argument here is that um, this is creating the environment that is right for for businesses to grow um, and uh, the talent within it to 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 flourish is is key to to what we're trying to do. Is key to 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 economic growth and and regeneration. So, um, um, getting this right is really important mm. um, and as I'm sure we, we'll explore you know it's it's not as easy as it seems um, there are many reasons why um, ecosystems are not, not perfect um, uh, to say the least and uh, you know it's it, that's when it's really interesting to look at you know in places where you can feel that this works better um, what are the things that are in place to mm. make sure that um, that that works better, and generally it comes down to um, you know a, 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 a well-functioning ecosystem. By this, I mean people who are working, communicating, collaborating with each other, sharing information, sharing knowledge. Um, um, uh, you know, having access to. Uh, that knowledge and that access facilitated, made easier, um, either by serendipity or by, um, you know, uh, design, if you like, um, to ensure that uh, there is that interaction between the, the, you know, the different players. And it's easy then to understand that if one of these um, uh, components of the ecosystem is missing, um, a little bit like if the sun was missing, uh, right. you know, then then the ecosystem because you know it becomes harder for that um, for that system to um, to to be working as effectively as it could. Okay, uh, but it's also recognizing that um, there isn't one ecosystem. Again, going back to the analogy of of, of nature. Um, you know, you've got an ecosystem that thrives very well in water, that wouldn't thrive on land, etc., etc. It's the same here. Um, you know, what works well in, you know, the, the well-known regions uh, like Silicon Valley, you know, might not work well here mm. um, because we are, you know, it's a different environment, different culture, different people. Uh, so it's really important uh, um, that... Um, we understand what the, the, the makeup of a place is, what uh, what the assets, what what um, uh, the culture, the talent uh, is all about, and and build on that to build the right ecosystem for your particular environment. Okay. Um, okay. And that's really what what uh, you know we are working on, not just we as innovation spin network, but as a region. It's not just to look at oh and take the ingredients of what's happening elsewhere and apply it here is understanding, you know, um, the, the, the key features and then yeah. to what... Yeah, what are the unique characteristics of, of, of the Northeast and how can we um, best exploit those, right, in a way to, to, to foster these kinds of ecosystems? Okay. Um, and I think before we kind of come on to the Northeast a little bit more, just one thing I wanted to ask was kind of, you know, and we, we mentioned it beforehand around, are these ecosystems something that just sort of uh, flourishes organically in the way that some biological ecosystems, right? They are obviously, uh, they are just uh, these natural uh, developments that, that emerge. And I think you can look at those specific sectors, right? And you can see there's like an obvious link 
I mean, like life sciences, for example, there's an obvious link between the the companies and the universities, for example, and there's a really coherent kind of ecosystem around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that case, yeah, I suppose they, they would kind of flourish organically, but for other sectors and things like that, you know, and in your, and in your experience of working in this area, you know, are innovation ecosystems something that needs to be kind of carefully managed and, and nurtured as well? I think it's a bit of both. Um, but of course, you know, the, what, what I'm going to go on and say is that, um, uh, you know, it, it does require uh, caring and, as I said, um, understanding what the, the right ingredients are and then injecting those in there. So, you know, you have ecosystems that work well uh, without sunlight, you know. Um, yeah. So I think that there are examples of, um, you know, uh, places that have grown organically out of, um, you know, different kind of uh, factors that have um, started a particular phenomenon. So what I was talking about earlier on about the experience I had with um, uh, the Europe's largest in science and technology park, mm. part of the, the growth came from um, uh, mass redundancies in the semiconductor industry at the time that then generated, basically left a pool of talent, uh, very talented and skilled people who then went on to create um, uh, other businesses and built on uh, opportunities that were there at yeah. the time. So that was like a kind of natural event, so if you like. Okay, th- That's right. You know, a, a, a particular event created and, and nobody, certainly no government uh, initially said, we're going to do um, something about that. But of course, then in order to build on that and nurture it and, and, and really capitalize as much as you can uh, on on that kind of organic growth this is where you need um you know support and help it, similarly here in this region uh we've got quite a lot of companies that um uh you know are not necessarily part of a perfect ecosystem don't necessarily have um a, a cluster attached to them uh but they still um, you know, they're still there and uh, some of them are thriving. Uh, so there, there is an element of, um, you know, the kind of original um, natural environment that we have. And, and that, that was the, 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 the thinking behind the Innovation Super Network. We already have assets. We already have people. We already have, um, you know, really good technologies and um, uh, being developed in this region, really good research. Um you know, how do we build on this? How do we make sure that um, we we have the impact that we want out of these assets? Because at the end of the day, we're still in a place where uh, we are, you know, the bottom of quite a lot of leaderboards when it comes to economic innovation yeah. uh, metrics and uh, all of these lovely things. So, you know, yes, we have some things that are, are, are you know, inherent to the region, but it needs um, yeah, support. we have those kind of, and again, picking up on the biology analogy, we have those green shoots, right, coming through, but uh, but yeah. uh, the the sort of uh, the perfectly manicured, uh, thriving lawn, if you like, or, or garden, is still <laughs> kind of is still kind of waiting to 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 come to fruition. And yeah, I think just to pick up on some of those green shoots that we have in 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 the northeast, um, you know, where do you think we have kind of uh, strengths in in terms of 
ecosystems. I know we're going to talk a bit about the, the digital area. So uh, that, that, you know, that, that's, that could be one. Um, but yeah, I guess, w- where do you think we're doing quite well in terms of uh, these sort of innovative uh, businesses and ecosystems? And, and then, you know, perhaps where, where are we not doing so well? And, and what are the kind of barriers and things like that that, 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 that companies and organizations are facing uh, in areas where we're, we're not doing so? Because it's quite, two, it's quite two-sided, right? So yeah, I guess firstly, how, what are those kind of strengths that we that we have? Yeah. So that's that's a good question, and you have to um, try and start in in a, in a particular order. When I, I prepared for this, I, I, I looked at okay. Let's remind ourselves of what the, the, the kind of key ingredients are for a successful ecosystem and then which one okay. I think we already have. So in, in, in the region, if you start with our, um, our capabilities and the, the kind of sectors and technologies um, uh, that we have, we, we, we already are recognized for healthcare. Um, uh, yeah. systems and, and um, uh, sector as a whole. We are also recognised for um, our uh, energy and offshore um, research and applications uh, in the region. So generally speaking, when you look outside and people are talking about the region, we will be known for um, you know having some genuine research, but also commercialisation applications around those those uh, themes. Okay. Um, we'll come on later on to talk about um, uh, digital in, in, in particular, um, because we, you know, digital is, is across all of this and, and we have, you know, uh, certainly an ambition and some existing green shoots, um, yeah. some of them um, very green, you know, to do something um, uh, really exciting around digital um, um, digitalization. So, um, so, so, you know, that's for our kind of capabilities. We also, I think, um, you know, we talked about uh, the importance of collaboration and interaction. Mm. And um, because of the size of the Northeast, we already have quite a good mix of partners already collaborating uh, with each other. Mm. You know, it's the, the beauty of the Northeast is that uh, a lot of people who are genuinely passionate about um, transforming um, our, our region and our economy are already talking to each other, they're yeah. working with each other. Um, so we, we have a good mix of, of partners. Um, and yes, that can always be improved, but that's a really good stuff. Yeah, we have quite a close knit business community. People always say that about the Northeast, don't they? And and and, and that's a strength, would you say? And that okay. culture of collaboration is definitely there, and that's that's a key success factor of a okay. functioning uh, ecosystem. And I, su- I suppose as well um, that um, uh, that kind of knowledge and knowledge exchange is is already happening. Um, you know, there's lots of uh, things going on. You know. Uh, in universities, in in, uh, in organisations, in, in some of the large um, employers in the region, um, to 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 basically collaborate. Uh, okay. To, uh, you know, it's 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 more than just their 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 day to day business. They are here to, to work. Um, um, so th- these are, I would say, the, the things that are yeah. are a good, a very good starting point. Uh, yeah. Where we are in the region. Okay, so in in terms of I guess areas where we're maybe not so good, or, or um, not necessarily to say that, but just 
you know, we when I spoke to uh, to Jordan and, and and Sean in the kind of first uh, episode of the series, it was very much about that innovation funding gap and and yeah. and that sort of stifling our our progress to an extent. So yeah, just just maybe to pick up on that a little bit as as where we have um, the potential to build e- out ecosystems, but where it's not uh, it's not quite happening at the moment. So what you know, what are you that kind of sensing are some of those barriers and and challenges that we that we face. So access to um, um, funding and finance was definitely somewhere top of the list uh, okay. on that for me. And you've heard from Jordan and Sean as well um, some of the challenges around our, our, our funding gap. And um, you know, uh, we you know traditionally in the region uh, we've not had the same access to the finance that is available to 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 core businesses and, and core innovation um, that perhaps is, is available elsewhere. We have definitely less investors, uh, certainly less early stage investors. Yeah. So the people investing in innovation, um, we have less understanding of the role of finance uh, to, um, to support innovation. So therefore, companies are not investor ready and they don't understand the role of external finance um, to, to, to help them grow their business. So it is a big issue. And we've heard uh, from Jordan um, uh, about that, the, the size of, of that issue. Uh, but this definitely uh, one of the, the, the key missing or also the imperfect ingredient that we've got um, in the region. We're doing things about it, um, and that's the, the thing that's important to stress. Um, um, you know, the role of the Northeast Fund, for example, the public back fund in the region, you know, uh, contributes massively to, to, to close that gap. Um, but clearly, there is still a gap, and, and uh, that's why it's, it's on that list. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing um, I should say is that uh, although there's, there's a, um, a huge efforts and, and uh, I've seen in, in you know the public, the private sector, the larger organizations and the smaller organizations, what we you know our innovation ecosystem is not as inclusive and as diverse as it, as it needs to be. Okay. Um, and you know as uh, you know and, and again the, the, the figures on this speak for themselves um, okay the, the, the problem with that is that we're missing a huge opportunity to access talent and uh, to actually manage innovation better innovation comes out of creative diverse teams you know you never come up with a new idea with people who all think the same it's yeah you need people with different perspectives so if you don't have that diversity in innovation then you'll be seeing a big big trick and okay we're, we're definitely not there we're not the only one but we're definitely not there yeah um, okay yeah the other thing is around um uh innovation talent so if you speak to businesses um uh, in the region, access to talent is is a big challenge. Um, um, so please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. We have great talent in the region. Um, these people are busy, you know, running really successful businesses and, and trying to make a difference. Um, but access to the skills that we need um, uh, in our innovation ecosystem is, is an issue. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, something that, uh, uh, again, is being addressed. A lot of people are working on this uh, uh, topic, but at the moment, if you look at, at where we are, 
Um, and also perhaps, uh, 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 you know, this, this kind of, I put here, kind of um, agility and dynamism of innovation. Mm. Ability to kind of move quickly into That's emerging right. areas yeah. of opportunity. Yeah. Right. And you would have heard from, from Sarah Cox in our mission-led innovation. And, uh, you know, I think we've got a huge opportunity to, to rethink how we support innovation, how, how innovation happens. Um, you know, not always starting from those market failures we're talking about here, but looking yeah. at shaping the market, shaping the opportunities and and uh, making future markets. And that's, that's, that's why I'm really passionate about challenge-led innovation because um, I think it is a way of opening up your innovation ecosystem, it is a way to really engage with and, and uh, facilitate the connections between all of your innovation system players on a particular challenge, on a particular topic, um, that will change the way that um, that uh, uh, innovation works and, and impacts in the region. Yeah. Perhaps we start looking at different metrics as well to to um, achieve that impact of innovation. Yeah, I, th- I think another thing that that kind of challenge-led approach provides, right, is that that structure, that nurturing, that management of the ecosystem, which, you know, as we've touched on is, can be quite important in areas where, you know, some of those connections aren't necessarily happening in the way that they should. So I think, you know, providing that clear kind of mission enables partners who may not, you know, sort of naturally have that inclination to work together to to do so. And I think that was the next thing to come on to, you know, if there's local businesses out there, sort of listening to this and, 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 you know, they are trying to do things differently in their business. They're grappling with some of the uh, issues, which, which innovation can, can help solve. Um, you know, how would you kind of encourage them to, 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 to get involved in, in, in the ecosystems and, and obviously just to pick on the work of, of super network as well, in terms of, uh, the support that's available, right. Cause there is now quite a lot of support available to, um, local, local companies who are wanting to do more and to collaborate and uh, to work in partnership. So yeah, just sort of touch on that a little bit if, if you could. Yeah. So um, to, to answer your question, I'm going to, to go back on, you know, the, 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 the benefits for businesses. And, okay. You know, there is no doubt that, um, you know, the work that, that we do um, collectively with, with partners in the region the reason why it's important, the direct benefit to businesses is that it gives them access to the finance that they need. It gives them access to new markets and it potentially creates new market for their innovation. It uh, gives them access to talent. It um, helps them um, amplify their message to potential customers um, and also use innovation to improve productivity, efficiencies, and, um, and you know, other really important um, aspects of, of running the business. So yeah. if you have all of the, the, the kind of, why do we bother? If you're, yeah, okay. If you're talking about innovation ecosystem, that's because, um, you know, that, that is um, what we, we're working on is ensuring that, that businesses yeah. 
there's like a clear business case. I mean, it's not all about that, right, with with the work that you guys do. But if there's somebody who's perhaps a little bit skeptical, you know, I don't have the time, I'm too busy running my business and things like that. It's like to say, look, if you take a step back and work in partnership with somebody else, who knows what kind of opportunities that could open up for your business, isn't it? Okay. And, um, you know, I'm going to come on to talk about um, what is there and available. Um, but um, you're right, the, 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 it's not necessarily immediately obvious whether the, um, you know, why you would want to be involved in, in, in working with an organisation like us or, 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 or others in the region. But yesterday, um, we had a really good, uh, we ran a really good event with um, Business Durham. And one of the businesses there said, the first time I was forced to go to that workshop, the second time I came back because I wanted to, because, you know, these were the best two or three hours of, you know, that I've used uh, to help me develop my business. Wow. And that's, that is definitely what, again, what, what, what would you want to do? So, um, uh, but it, it is complex because, um, you know, when you're um, uh, an entrepreneur and you have a team and you're trying to um, uh, work out, you know, you're busy developing uh, whatever you're, you're, you're doing and growing your business, um, sometimes it's difficult to distinguish the wood from the tree and, mm. you know, uh, to really identify what you should prioritise first. You know, should you talk to somebody to help you with access to finance? Should you talk to somebody who um, is going to help you with intellectual property? Should you talk to somebody to help you with your overall innovation strategy? You know, where do you yeah, it's overwhelming at times. And so for me, the, 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 the role of the Innovation Super Network is to have you know, the people in the team who are out there interacting with businesses every day to help them, um, you know, navigate that. Uh, you know, we are a super network and therefore, um, you know, it is our job to be aware of what's happening and, uh, you know, help businesses make sense of it. Um, we also work with uh, the North East the Core Hub, Mm. Um, which you know is a resource to to help you start identify the the, the support that's out there uh, in terms of access to finance, uh, understanding the legals in your business, you know whatever that might be, yeah, um, you know where where that support uh, is available. Um, so um, that that's the the, the the kind of starting point is, um, and also for me it's always about. Um, uh, people at the end of the day mm. uh, you know there's, there's, there's been attempts um, in various policies uh, in the past and still now to to have this kind of concentrated kind of one-stop shop um, and if you think again about the ecosystem analogy generally doesn't work like that um, you know people come in contact with other people in all sorts of ways and you know it's it, if your system is well connected then it doesn't matter where you start your conversation. You, you, you should end up... Where you need to be. You know, where you need to be uh, very quickly. And that definitely is where, where the help we offer is, um, you know, if you kind of just, you know, cut everything out, that, that is uh, what, 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 what we're trying to do. Now, um, specifically uh, at the moment, we're, we're uh, running programs to um, help business innovate. So if you are in a process of developing a new product or service or, or injecting a new process in your business, then um, you know, we can help you 
um, in, in, in that process. Mm. Um, um, I should say as well, very importantly, innovation is also a bit of a scary word for, for a lot of people. Um, and actually, we talk to a lot of people who don't consider themselves as innovators. Yeah. Uh, and actually, but what we, they do is innovative by the kind of called the, the definition, which is that they are developing something new. Yeah. It's a, a new service, a new process, or a, a new product. So it's not just the people, um, you know, uh, that are developing very clever yeah. properties. Um, it's like you say, those 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 industries um, that we do have a strength in the healthcare side of things and offshore under underwater robots, uh, you know, working on, you know, all of that stuff is exactly what you, what first brings to mind when you think of innovation, but it could just be um, like having a new internal process for managing uh, your people or what, do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, there's, yeah. there's, the sky's the limit in a way. Yeah. And we also work with a lot of, um, uh, organizations that are in the uh, more the voluntary sector or the social kind of impact side of things. So, you know, that definitely wouldn't consider themselves as innovators or science and tech innovators, but nevertheless, they do some, they, they develop really interesting business models to, to target a new audience or have more impact in a particular community. And that's innovation as well. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, you know, I, I wanted you to, to, to go back to this uh, to, to ensure that, um, you know, people listening to this understand that, that that's the support that yeah. there is, is that kind of wider definition yeah. of innovation. And it, it comes back to it being an inclusive uh, project, right? It's it's not it's not just for those super high tech industries, right? It's to try and bring everybody into this way of thinking almost. That's right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So then um, specifically again, we we have, as you will have heard from from Jordan, um, you know, very comprehensive support for access to finance. Uh, yeah. And again, different routes depending on where you are in that kind of um, innovation journey and what your, your products and services are. So we've got, um, you know, a really talented team to support um, um, businesses with, with access to finance. Uh, but also we have a really good network of partners um, in the region and outside the region to support um, this process. So that's us working with, with CPI, with North East Fund, um, you know, with the British Business Bank, um, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we've, we've got uh, a, a very large network of support uh, for access yeah. to finance. Um, we work, we have some specific programs around uh, what you've heard from, from Sarah around mission-led innovation. So that's really encouraging people to, to um, uh, basically use um, challenging innovation um, kind of core design process to, to help them develop new products and services but with a particular challenge and therefore a particular market in mind okay. and we incentivize this so um, the, uh, when I say we incentivize this we, we have um, you know some grants available to incentivize businesses to take part in that process um, but with a you know hopefully a very carrot at the end, which is, you know, a potential new market for, for their uh, products or services. So, okay. um, you know, we are in the middle of, of uh, an innovation challenge program at the moment that you would have heard of, but this is, this is a big uh, part of what we do and, and what we want to grow. Um, uh, 
we work with um, all the access to finance, I should have also mentioned, we, we work with um, uh, organisations um, um, like NDSL, uh, Chuban, and the uh, um, North Times Innovation Recovery Grant. Um, we have some uh, of our own grants as well. Uh, we also run a, a really interesting uh, program with Innovate UK, um, which is uh, here to um, help businesses access uh, Innovate UK grants uh, yeah. and match fund it with uh, angel and early stage investment. So there's a lot of like signposting and things like that as well, because I think one of the biggest, you know, in, insofar as access to finance is a huge challenge, it's almost there's a lack of awareness about if, if, it, if it is only a small amount of financial support that is available, you know, and that's an issue. But even then, people aren't aware. Of, of some of the supports available, so that's like a big part of, of your work. Of Similarly, um, we uh, have partnerships with all the universities and research centres in, in the region, uh, so when a company really needs access to um, um, research expertise and uh, also uh, equipment, um, you know, that, that's something that, that we can facilitate. Ah, oh, perfect. You know, working really closely with, with universities that have... And that probably helps with the talent issue a little bit as well. You can kind of help some of that talent that's coming out of the universities find homes in these innovative Northeast businesses is, is the hope. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, we, we, we also um, look at, um, we have a partnership with um, uh, clusters across the region that represent all of the, the sectors of, of strengths or potential strengths uh, in the region. And we've got people who are support, you know, basically active in, in those clusters to support specific sectors. So, in um, with Mavic, um, for example, we've got um, a partnership there with the Academic Health Science Network, with Dynamo, uh, with Vaughan uh, on the voluntary sector, and also with the Energy Catalyst okay. um, at the LEP. So, really covering um, a lot of our key growth sectors in the region and um, again having people co-employed with these organizations to access um, the, the power of those, those clusters and the knowledge within those clusters and support um, um, uh, businesses within a specific um, clusters as well yeah 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 and of course the uh, the digital cluster project is something we wanted to kind of uh, pick up on here um and i guess how is that like a a good example would you say of this ecosystem innovation ecosystem kind of working working in action that's obviously a, a scheme uh, between between you guys and a number of partners so yeah just say a little bit more about that and and how that's kind of a good example of all of the things that we're, we're trying to kind of tease out here talking about uh, ecosystem building. Yeah, that, that's, that is a very good example. You're right, because um, and if you look at, uh, so the, the project sits within uh, a, um, a broader strategy that uh, was developed by the North of Time Combined Authority. Okay. They actually, um, uh, you know, loosely called it a, a digital ecosystem uh, projects or programs. So what they wanted to do is um, you know, really build on the assets and the kind of collaborative capacity that was already out there and look at, you know, what are the areas of interventions that are required to grow our digital um, sector and grow our digital capabilities in the region. So they're looking at um, 
um, the, the whole um, kind of business growth journey from pre-start to start um, to all the way through to innovation and cluster development to inward investments or attracting mm. um, uh, established businesses to the businesses to the region and as well talent. Um, so um, the, you know it's a, it's a big program, really ambitious program, ambitious programs, and, and the role that we play within that is uh, um, to support the development of digi- the digital cluster and uh, subclusters within them. So um, and that that's a really interesting piece of work. So um, to do that, we're engaging with um, you know the pipeline of existing. Um, digital businesses out there, people developing digital solutions for all sorts of challenges, all sorts yeah. of applications, um, helping them innovate, understand um, what they need, and then also identify um, within that pool of businesses the, the, the kind of emerging clusters and the well-established clusters. So in this region, we've got, um, you know, embryonic kind of very early stage digital clusters. We've got some more established uh, clusters like the fintech so cluster, of course. for example. Um, so, um, so our role in that is to really understand, you know, how do we make sure that we create a, a critical mass of um, activities in the region, understand the needs of each of the, the different digital subclusters, and yeah. work with partners to support businesses within that. So those interventions will, will vary depending on on which clusters you're you're talking about eventually. But at the moment, really, we're calling all um, digital businesses to 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 engage uh, with us in that process, benefit from from the um, expertise that we are able to provide, you know, from the team, but also our our collective partnership um, and work with cluster organisations um, to to see how we can um, make that happen. You know, help them. Yeah, yeah. And I think you've touched on it there, something really important around, like you say, those clusters have in different levels of maturity. FinTech is, is one where we're, we're, we're pretty we're pretty well on. We obviously had Sage, you know, a huge uh, PLC now and, and obviously a, a very early uh, example of that. And, and, and so I think something that is really important around this ecosystem analogy is, enabling companies of like different sizes, different sectors, different different stages in their journey to talk to each other because, you know, uh, a company like Sage may not, you know, may not ordinarily talk to some of these really early stage startups yeah. if you don't have that kind of conduit between them to facilitate those conversations happening. So is, is that what, is that very much what you're trying to achieve? Those conversations between different types of uh, businesses at, at different stages in their journey? Yes. So, um, and again, it will depend on on, on the, the, the the clusters. So I'll give you a couple of examples. In in the digital cluster development project, one of our demonstrator clusters, if you like, is HealthTech. Okay. And we're working very closely with the Academic Health Science Network. Now, the Academic Health Science Network, to put it simply, in my words, is connecting 
um, the NHS as a market and the huge um, you know pool for innovation and new products and service development and you know the, the kind of pool of innovators and ideas out there. Um, um, in this project, basically, we are um, you know trying to support um, you know uh, the facilitation of um, you know the acceleration of new product developments um, into. Um, the NHS and under the healthcare sector as a whole. Okay. Um, and that, um, you know, that means that uh, we're developing a, a, a new platform, um, you know, a new system actually attached to the NHS uh, in order to do that. At the moment, it's got 130 odd partners signed up. Wow. Who are all able to, to support that, that kind of uh, translation between um, you know the opportunities in the market and the needs within the healthcare and the NHS okay. as, a, as a market. So that's a, that's the demonstrator project. Um, but we we also have you know other examples of, of this outside. So um, I mentioned fintech, um, and actually just yesterday the, the new uh, fintech strategy was was published uh, in the region. Okay. You know, we we again looking at you know um, how can we support uh, the development of that strategy? How can we ensure that you know uh, the huge pool of really innovative businesses that we have in fintech in the region benefit from um, uh, from 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 that support? You know, within the region but also outside in order to grow. How can they be linked to another? Uh, subclusters that um, is, is developing at the moment around cyber security. Because yeah. Between fintech and cyber security. There's so much crossover, right? Yeah. You know, how do we ensure that we maximize all that expertise to support the growth of fintech businesses? Okay. I could go on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lot, lots, of, lots of activities where we're working. Um, you know, I mean, ecotech and clean tech is, is another, um, uh, you know, big areas of. Of, um, of work at the moment, we're, we're working with that as Northumberland or um, a number of yeah, strengthening that kind of offshore clean energy. Uh, so I think finally, uh, Estelle, you know, just to kind of redress some of what you've said there around as, as someone who's across all of these different areas of opportunity for the Northeast, um, all of these different sector strengths that we have, I guess, um, what are you most excited about or is there something that you know is there a couple of areas maybe where you think wow like the northeast really does have a big opportunity here um it, you know are there are there any of those uh, areas where you think wow we could we could make a significant impact not just regionally but nationally internationally globally right the way right the way through is there any sort of um bright lights that you think we might be uh, stumbling across at the moment yeah uh, that, that's such a you know because I, when I start thinking about this there's a lot of really exciting things of course I have to say um, that the work that we're doing around energy um, and supporting the development towards you know um, uh, net zero and uh, a kind of clean tech um, um, pathway is, is really exciting now. Okay. And really see, um, you know, this this has grown exponentially um, over the past few years. Um, wow. The, the, the interest in the industry, whether it's from the larger organizations, whether they are in the water or, or the, the, the uh, you know, smaller innovators, 
visitors these, these events and there's a lot of really good projects. We were um, selected uh, by the City of London to, to um, uh, basically uh, test some of the work that we're doing and, and support um, you know, smaller innovators access finance that the city of london provided wow. specifically on sustainable um or you know clean technologies and technologies so that that's um that's really exciting but that shows actually that kind of external validation that actually we do have something really exciting yeah in the region around uh, around that um where else? I, um, I was recently at um, the Port of Tyne, um, where over the summer they had a, a, an innovation week. Okay. And you know what's happening around around you know the port and their innovation uh, infrastructures and their supply chain is really exciting, and we've got some some really um, you know interesting uh, work going on in, in in the region around that. I should also say, because one of the, the other hats that I wear is as an ND of Nexus, and innovation in transport and mobility is something that um, I'm really excited about, and I can see some, some really exciting things um, yeah. going on there. Um, Tech for Good is another one. Yeah. Um, uh, Coming back into that kind of mission-led approach, right? Absolutely. Yes. And again, we've got some really good pockets of activities uh, in the region. And um, I, that's the last one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that passion that you have is, is, is obviously why it's so great to, to, to talk to you about this, uh, this subject. You know, I think it's super, um, it's really important to have somebody like yourself leading on all of this activity who is really passionate about the Northeast and is really passionate about all of these uh, sector kind of opportunities that we've got. So yeah, been, been great speaking to you Estelle and uh, where, where's the best place for people to sort of get in touch with you if they want to get involved or get in touch with the team? Is it best to catch you on LinkedIn or? So obviously we're very active on LinkedIn So yeah. for the Innovations Network. You, you'll find us and uh, you know, be in touch with, with anybody from the team. Um, uh, our website is, uh, uh, we've got a new website that has um, you know lots of information and, and contacts for from from the team as well. Okay. Innovationsnetwork.org.uk is is where where to find us um, uh, or at events. You know we yeah you're always out and about events in the region. Uh, um, you know uh, out and about. So so do come and, and meet the team uh, and we'll uh, definitely be very glad to, to help anybody who's interested in in this whole agenda. Perfect, perfect. So, well, yeah, been been lovely speaking to you and uh, wish you and the team all the best for the future. Thank you. So there you go. That was Estelle Blanks there explaining the importance of building out effective ecosystems to nourish and nurture innovation. Lots to pull out from that conversation, but I think a common thread that ran right through was this analogy around ecosystems as they are in biology and in nature, these living things interacting with each other and their physical environment. And when you think about how business clusters and communities are built and perpetuated, it is very much along these lines, living companies engaging with each other and the physical infrastructure around them to build something greater. 
Also really worth reminding ourselves of some of those key challenges we face at a regional level in terms of access to finance, access to talent, diversity and inclusion, and how these issues could be barriers to fostering uh, and managing the kind of innovation ecosystems we need in the Northeast and more broadly across the UK. I also thought how Estelle put across the kind of business case for getting involved in these innovation projects was very convincing. Whether it be productivity gains, making new connections, solving common problems or finding new funding opportunities, if you're a company looking to innovate, then you really can't afford not to get involved in the innovation ecosystems that are available to you if you want to fulfill your ambitions. Estelle mentioned the Digital Cluster project, of course, which is one example of an innovation ecosystem in action in the Northeast. And I would definitely recommend local companies getting involved with that if you can. There's tons of support available and you can find out more at supernetwork.org.uk forward slash support forward slash digital cluster development project. So once again, thanks for bearing with us through these audio issues and stay tuned for the final two installments in this series. Thanks so much to Estelle as well for her time and insights on this subject. And as always, thanks for listening. (laughs) 